what is faith-based investing? The current investment landscape is facing the rise of SRI, ESG, BRI, and more. But where does faith-based investing fit in the picture? We'll be tackling this hot topic on today's episode of Faith-Based Investing with Guidestone Funds. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Faith-Based Investing with Guidestone Funds. I'm your host, Chelsea Tisdale. Today, I'm joined by Will Laughlin, Director of Intermediary Sales here at Guidestone, and we'll be discussing exactly what faith-based investing is and where it fits in the larger ESG SRI space. Will, welcome to the show. Would you mind sharing with the listeners a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Chelsea. Well, first, thank you again for having me on the podcast happy to share the the message of, of Guidestone and what we do in the faith-based investing space today. I actually joined Guidestone back in 2014, and I lead the sales for the Guidestone funds in the intermediary market, uh, as well as I lead sales efforts for Guidestone Investment Services, a unit that provides advisory solutions to institutional-level nonprofits. Great. Thanks, Will. So let's jump right in because I know we have a lot of information to cover. With the rise of socially responsible investing, ESG, BRI, and all the others, there's some confusion around what exactly faith-based investing is and really what we've talked about internally is this alphabet soup that's happening. Um, And so where does faith-based investing fit into that? I know that you and your team are are frequently asked the questions by advisors and industry leaders and clients and such. Um, So Will, why don't you go ahead and start off by explaining to listeners what faith-based investing means for us here at Guidestone? Sure. Faith-based investing isn't that different from the way people look at traditional investments. Uh, With respect to everybody has a different viewpoint. Uh, When it comes to faith-based investing at Guidestone, we believe it allows us the opportunity to fuse our Christian values with a traditional investment decision-making process. Uh, In fact, Dr. Hawkins mentioned it in episode one of the podcast that it allows investors this unique opportunity to be faithful stewards of their money by aligning their Christian values with a traditional investment management product. Great. And our approach to faith-based investing, I think, you know, can also be explained through our commitment to do well, do right, do more. Uh, What we want investors to know is that they really shouldn't have to compromise their beliefs in order to invest their money wisely, right? That's that's exactly right. So at Guidestone, uh, really the heart of what we do comes out in our faith-based investment policy. Uh, it, it gets to what companies we want to invest in, what companies we don't want to invest in. Uh, in fact, we look at industries such as alcohol, tobacco, gambling, pornography, and abortion, uh, in particular areas that we don't want to invest dollars. We also choose to restrict investments from companies whose products, services, or activities uh, are incompatible with the ethics and morals of Guidestone. Yeah, so now that we know where Guidestone stands, let's get down to the facts, Will. Why should advisors consider faith-based investing for their clients? Absolutely. So faith-based investing is a newer topic for a lot of people, and advisors want to know that this is something their clients would like to invest in. Uh, and I think we've seen some pretty compelling research lately. Uh, in fact, uh, Natixis Investment Managers uh, conducted a survey of individual investors that was conducted by Core Data Research a uh, little over a year ago uh, and looked specifically into the views of everyday investors. And what we saw out of that was really strong interest from investors. We saw 76% of investors saying that they believed it was important to know that their investments were doing social good. 78% of investors believe 
that there are companies that they don't want to own as part of their investment portfolio because they violate their principles. And lastly, we saw 77% of investors say that if a company had a negative ethical or environmental issue, they would sell the stock regardless of its performance. And I think about that in a real world sense uh, with an advisor that we have worked with here at Guidestone for a number of years now uh, in the state of Washington. He started out building a traditional financial advisory practice, client by client, doing asset allocation and long-term financial plans for people. A couple of years in, he came across the topic of faith-based investing, and he was really looking for a way to deepen the relationships with his clients and, and thought this was something that would make sense. So he spent the time, did some more research, and he started putting together investment solutions that he could bring to his clients. And one by one, they started to convert, and he really got a great reception from the clients on this and ultimately made the decision that he was going to turn his entire practice into a faith-based investing practice. And he retained all but a few of his clients when he made that decision. A couple of years ago, he actually went on to buy another advisor's book of business and ended up having a 97% retention rate, converting clients who were not engaged in faith-based investing to his faith-based investing style of practice. And I think that really is just a great example of how we've seen someone go from not even using faith-based investments or even knowing what it was to being able to convert their entire business to this style of investing. Thanks, Will, for sharing that example. Uh, I think it's really powerful to see how an advisor's practice like that can really completely be um, modified and, and structured for the better good of, of, of aligning investments with values, right? So yeah, that, that, that was really the, the critical element for him was that these clients, their faith is incredibly important to them and their ability to live that out in every aspect of their life, uh, even further through their investments, it, it really hit home with them. So quick question for you then. Um, is avoiding all these companies and industries making it difficult for advisors, really just to ensure investors are receiving a return on their investments? In a short answer, not at all. So Guidestone Funds is the nation's largest faith-based mutual fund family, uh, and we have industry-recognized funds. Our funds are structured to allow investors to receive ROI while investing in companies and industries that align with their Christian values. It's crucial for advisors to recognize that faith-based investing is a viable option for their clients and is typically an option they would quickly embrace if they knew it was available. If they're looking at faith-based funds and they go out and compare them to a traditional fund and it performs well and it would help the client meet their investment objective just as well as another fund, this is an area that the advisor can demonstrate to their client that they know them right? They know what matters to them. And that gets to the heart of helping an advisor not only grow their practice, but really retain the existing business that they have there. That's a huge point, Will. And I appreciate you mentioning that. We really want listeners and advisors to take away from this podcast that very thing. It is possible to have a well-performing investment portfolio that is faith-based. And Will, just to wrap us up here on this podcast, we want to give some encouragement, biblical view of what scripture is going to really help help us go forward when we're talking about faith-based investing? Will you share that with us? Sure. I think there are two verses in particular that really 
get to the heart of this. Both verses actually come from Proverbs. One really speaks to, I think, the investor, uh, and the other as a great guide for the advisor. The first verse, Proverbs 13, 11, which states that wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. And the second, Proverbs 15, 22, which says, Plans fail for a lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. I think those two things really speak to how Scripture talks about how investors and advisors should approach this topic. Will, thank you for sharing those with us. And that concludes the episode of Faith-Based Investing with Guidestone Funds. On our next episode, we're going to get into some of the top things investors and advisors get wrong when it comes to faith-based investing. Thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming episodes. If you have any questions, please visit our website at guidestonefunds.com forward slash do more or email us at faithbasedinvesting at guidestonefunds.com. As of December 31, 2018, Guidestone Funds has $12.1 billion in assets, which makes Guidestone Funds the nation's largest faith-based mutual fund family. No other fund family with a Christian screen exceeds Guidestone Funds in asset size. Investment Considerations Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. There can be no guarantee that any strategy, risk management or otherwise, will be successful. You should carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Guidestone funds before investing. A prospectus with this and other information about the funds may be obtained by calling 1-888-GS-FUNDS, 1-888-473-8637, or downloading one at guidestonefunds.com funds. It should be read carefully before investing. Guidestone Fund shares are distributed by Foresight Funds Distributors, LLC, not an advisor affiliate. Foresight is not a registered investment advisor and does not provide investment advice.